0: And this is not I Got Next. This is a branch off of the podcast called Semi Daily. And I'm only doing this because the bubble is weird. They're playing games every other day, every day. So what I'm going to do is give you a semi daily kind of update just to keep my skills kind of sharp and to give you guys up to date action, up to date news on what's going on in the bubble and what's happening with these games. So let's talk hoops. Starting on Monday, August 17th, the first game that was played was Denver. They went against the Utah Jazz. It's the number three Denver versus the number six Utah Jazz. And Denver was victorious over the Utah Jazz, 135 to 125. Uh, Denver's, you know, typical duo did very, very well. Jamal Murray, man, 36 points. Five rebounds, nine assists. He shot 13 from 20 from the field. Amazing percentage. Six of nine from three point, four for four from the from free throw, and he played 40 minutes, man. This young kid, you know, he did really good last year in the playoffs. And, you know, I didn't give him as much credit as I probably should have because he, I said it was a, maybe a fluke or maybe a first time thing, but this guy's proven it, man. He did really good down the stretch. Fourth quarter, he showed up. Uh, the Joker had 29 points, 10 rebounds, three assists. Uh, He shot 50% from the field. Didn't really have that many assists, but, you know, Jamal Murray supplemented that really good. Millsap played very good defense. Jeremy Gritt had 19 off the bench for 40 minutes. Uh, On the other side, Donovan Mitchell, 57. Count them, 57 big ones, man. That's the most in a playoff game since Jordan. Well, that's the youngest 50-point game since Jordan in a playoff game. And let me tell you, man, he filled that statue. 57 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. And it's a, it, was a, it was a tough goal for the Utah Jazz that game, man. Denver shot, shot 50% from three, so how many times is that going to happen? Uh, Utah out rebounding them, though, by 11. Um, it went into overtime. It's the first game and the first overtime. That's crazy. And too bad Donovan Mitchell didn't have enough help down the stretch, man. Boyan Bogdanovich would have been a big help. He averages 20 points for the team. He just couldn't carry it down the stretch. Jamal Murray was hitting too many good threes for him, man. And, um, yeah, they're down 1-0, so we'll see what happens next time with them. Game two was the uh, number two seed Raptors versus the number seven seed Nets. The Raptors beat the Nets 134 to 110. And they were led by Van Vliet with 30 points and 11 assists, man. This guy, another young cat, you might see a theme with um, with Monday's games with young kids. Getting thirty plus and leading their team to glory, but he had thirty and eleven. Uh, Kyle Lowry had sixteen and seven, and Anobi had twelve five. Pascal Siakam had eighteen and eleven boards. Mark Gasol had thirteen points. Their starting five just all of them came to play. All of them played hard. All of them played the normal Raptors way, man. These guys are looking to get a championship. They're looking to repeat, and they're not scared. Ibaka had 22 off the bench, man. Very efficient night for this team. Unfortunately, the Nets, I cannot say the same thing for them because they they didn't have much off the bench, and it's a very, very depleted roster. I understand that, but, you know, Karis LeVert had 15 points and 15 assists which is a very good game for him, but he went 0-2 from the three-point line, 5-6 of six from the free-throw line, which is very, very good. Um, they didn't have much other help. Jared Allen did a little bit. He had 15-12, at a double-double, 6-10 field goal, 3-4 from the free-throw line, which is also very good. But they had a lot of turnovers, man. Young team, a lot of turnovers. Raptors was a pretty, very easy win for them. They shot 50% from the three, 97% from the free-throw line. That will help you get a win every time. The Nets were down most of the game, but uh, towards the end, they made a couple runs, but could never really get over the hump. Game three on Monday was the number three seed, Boston Celtics, versus the number six seed, Philadelphia 76ers. Boston won 109-101. to Again, young players doing big things. Jason Tatum had 32 points, 13 rebounds, played a hell of a lot of defense. 10 for 11 from the free throw line, 10 for 21 from the field. Only 2 of 5 from 3, but that's okay because Jalen Brown, who scored 29 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists, went 5 of 8 from 3-pointer, and he hit all his free throws, 6 assists. These young guys are leading the charge, man. Unfortunately, Gordon Hayward went out late in the fourth quarter with an ankle injury. (sighs) He's out four weeks. That's always tough for the Celtics fans, man. He's been out a lot these past couple years that they've had him signed. I don't know what what that means for him in the offseason, but hopefully he gets well soon. Um, Marcus Smart also did a very good job off the bench. Only had two points. One rebound, one assist in 32 minutes. Missed all his threes, missed all his uh, shots. He only made his free throws, but his defense was outstanding, and his presence is is, is felt every time he's on the court. He's electric. Also, Kimball Walker, his knee doesn't look like it's bothering him at all. He looks astounding out there. He looks sleek, smooth, silky, fast, going to the hole. Looks very, very dynamite-like. So the Celtics are up 1-0 and it's looking good for them. <clears throat> the Celt- oh, but the 76ers, on the other hand, Joel Embiid, he needs help, man. He had 26 points and 16 rebounds. Very good game for him, but he was on the three-point line a little bit much for me. Um, nine for 12 from the free-throw line, which is cool. That's He's a pretty good free-throw shooter, so I expect him his free-throws. But, you know, uh, he didn't have any help, man. Al, Al Horford needs to do more. Tobias Harris had 15 points. Um, he shot almost 50% from the, from the line. I mean, from the line, from the field. Missed all of his threes, though, man. And and the three-point shooting is really what's hurting these guys. The guards are lacking on this team because of Ben Simmons, even though he doesn't shoot threes. He gets people very, very good look from three. Um, Neither team really shot a good percentage from the field, uh, 42 and 46% uh, respectively. Or they didn't really shoot a good uh, percentage from three either. That kind of sucks. But luckily, the Celtics had their young players, and they took them over the hump. So, game three. We had the number two Clippers beat the number seven Mavs, one eighteen to one ten. This was a very weird and controversial game for everybody. Kristaps Porzingis, he had an early technical. He thought he got a blocked shot. They called a foul, and he uh, kind of threw his fist in the air and at the refs. And that's an automatic technical foul. Later on in the game, in the third quarter, Luka Doncic and Marke- Marcus or Markeith Morris, one of the Morris twins, they got into a scuffle and. Kristaps interjected, not in a peacemaker fashion. And he got another technical, two technicals, you're out of the game. That was a big, big, big blow for the Mavericks because they were pretty. They were down early. Luka was looking a little rusty. He had some turnovers early. He had an ankle injury, I think, early in the first quarter. That sucked. Came, went out. The Mavs were on a little run. He came back in. They go up. They were fighting for the lead, pushing it back and forth um, in the first half. And then that happens in the third quarter, man. And they just could not, could not overcome that adversity, man. They got outscored 21 to 13 in the third, man. Luka just could not do it all by himself. He had 42 crazy points, man. Looking amazing out there, even though the slow start. 42 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists, man. And... And Poor Zingas had it, he had 14 points in 20 minutes, man. He was gonna do big things and it just took himself out of the game with the two technicals, man. Uh uh Seth Curry had 14 points off the bench. But it just wasn't enough, man. It wasn't it wasn't enough for the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, man, they let they led the charge. They did pretty good. Kawhi had 29 points, 12 rebounds. Paul George, 27 points, man. They both played astounding defense. They were very, very sharp on offense. They had their lulls. They had their moment, but you know teams have that. Easy 1-0 victory uh, without Chris Stops. We'll see what happens in the next game. So, day two, first game, is the number one seed, Bucks against the number eight seed, Orlando. Who do you think won that one? You would think the... Future MVP and probably future defensive player of the year, Giannis and his Bucs would have won this, huh? No, you were wrong. The Bucks lost 110 to 122, man. And this one was very, very, very upsetting. Giannis had 31 and 17 and seven assists, but he wasn't effective as those stats sound because because he doesn't shoot, they were able to make a wall going to the hole and he he had a lot of turnovers. He was running into people for fouls. It just didn't look pretty for him, man. It looked like he had to struggle to get all those points. Uh, Chris Middleton only had 14 points off the bench. Oh, i off the bench, but he only had 14.6 rebounds. <laughs> it's not enough, Chris Middleton. We're going to need you to do more, man. He only went 2 of 6 from 3, and that's not good at all. Brooke Lopez, 5 points. That's not good. Uh, George Hill, 16 points off the bench. That's good for him, but we're going to need more from that team. This team is... Fearfully doing what I thought they would do and kind of folding under pressure because I never believed in them. On the other side, Orlando's big man, Vucevic, had 35 points and 14 rebounds. Huge double-double this night. Huge double-double, man. Uh, the the former number one overall pick, Marco Fultz, had 15 points, two rebounds, six assists. It was a good night for him, man. He looked pretty smooth. Um, he didn't look too rattled had his moments, but he looked pretty good overall out there. And the Orlando Magic, mind you, they're missing Jonathan Isaacs, and that's good defense and pretty good offense. So to squeak this win out, <sighs> outrageous, man. And I believe I saw a stat that said, um, excuse me, over the years, only four number one seeds lost by double digits in the first game. And uh, out of those four, three of them went on to lose that series. So, it looks like Giannis and company are facing adversity already. Hopefully, they can push through. Um, Orlando really won because of their first quarter push, man. They got to a really good lead, outscored the Bucks by 10. And it, it was just hard to overcome from there, man. Neither team shot good from the field. Orlando shot 49%. The Bucks shot 43%. Um, the team shot's pretty good from three. And um, the Bucks really shot terribly from the free throw line. And we hit 64% of those shots. Um, Orlando Magic had whopping 95% from the line, which is amazing, which is amazing. So they go a big 1-0 in the series. Indiana versus Miami was the second game on Tuesday. And a lot of people were kind of excited to see this because TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler had a little bit of beef during the season and they had some drama or whatnot. But people were excited to see this. This is a four seed versus the five seed, Miami being the five seed, Indiana being the four seed. Indiana lost this game one hundred and one to one thirteen, man, and it just was a poor showing from the Indiana Pacers. Mark, Michael Brapp Malcolm Brogdon had twenty two points and ten assists. T.J. Warren had twenty two points and eight rebounds. And as you guys know, T.J. Warren has been a big player in the bubble. Um, he's still kind of trying to learn how to be that dude in the in, on the team and be the go to scorer. He's uh, looking for a shot a little bit too much, being a little bit too aggressive to score sometimes and just needs to let the game come to him, it looks like. But he still got his points off. Victor Oladipo is looking really, really trash. He got poked in the eye, had to leave the game. But he's not looking good at all, man. And that's really the big thing, why they're not going to win and why they didn't win today. Uh, Miami Heat, though, they looked pretty good. They looked pretty good. Jimmy Butler led the charge with 28 points, man. 28 points, 4 assists. And the boy Goran Dragic, man, one of my favorite players in the league. He was playing on Phoenix as a rookie, and I just loved him there. But he had 24 points, six assists, I mean, uh, five assists. Um, The team did really good, man. Those rookies, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, doing good, man. They they don't look like rookies. They look like seasoned vets out there, weren't rattled by the moment, weren't scared. Tyler Hero, uh, he pulled in a whopping 15 points. And, you know, the team just looked really, really, really good, man. I can't. If they, if they keep playing like this, it's not going to be looking too good for the Indiana Pacers, man. It might be an easy sweep, a sweep. So, on to the game that, well, not the game that everybody was anticipating, but one of the games about everybody was anticipating. Number four seed Houston Rockets go against the number five seed OKC Thunder. The Rockets beat the Thunder 123-108. to 108. No Russ, no problem. Very easy game for the Rockets, man. The Thunder, unfortunately, were looking as young as they are. Um, the young guys didn't do too much. Shea Gilgis only gave him nine points. and He's been a big, big, big help for that team this year. And the nine points is, is not enough for this squad. They need him to do way more. And he looked young in this game. He looked young in this game. The only people who looked normal was CP3 with 20, re- uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. And Gallinari with 29 points. Those vets, they looked good, man. They tried to, they tried to hold the game together, but it just wasn't enough, man. It wasn't enough against the against the Rockets, led by the beard James Harden with 37 points, 11 rebounds. He went crazy as always. Very easy buckets, very timely buckets. Gordon uh, Eric Gordon's doing good again. Uh, You know, he was injured before. He had 21 points, man, doing real nice, real nice. Jeff Green, with a surprising 22 points off of the bench. I couldn't believe that. You know, love him or hate him, man. He's a good asset when he's playing good, man. It's just, when is he ever going to play good, right? Uh, yeah, like I said, Westbrook was out with a quadricep injury. Who knows when he's going to be out. If they played good like this every game, they'd probably see him for the whole series, unfortunately. I really did want to see Westbrook play, you know, against OKC. Even though there's no aspect of them going back to OKC, it would be nice just to see him play those players. Um, OKC never really challenged the Rockets this game. They got outscored every quarter except for the fourth, and by that time, it was too little too late. Um, and they had more turnovers than the Rockets, too. They just look too young, man. So they went down 0 1, and you know, we'll see how they bounce back from that. Hopefully, Shea Gilgis plays much better. And the final game of day two of the bubble playoffs Lakers, the number one seed versus number eight seed, Blazers. <sighs> and unfortunately, Laker Town, unfortunately, Lake Show, unfortunately, Laker Nation lost this game 93 to 100 man it is game time everywhere he is on a tor- he's on a tear man bubble mvp and he's not stopping there he's trying to get it all the way to finals mvp but he has to go through the lakers first he's already up one oh, no the lakers man they don't look good at all they just don't look good they don't look good they don't look good at all man lebron james at 23.17 rebounds 16 assists triple double alert triple double alert doesn't matter, though, because I think he was too passive in this game. Um, yes, he got his stats, but he's LeBron James. He's going to get his stats. He just passed too much. I think he should have been a little bit more aggressive, especially knowing that when you see during the game your team isn't hitting as much and they're not doing as much. Anthony Davis, he didn't hit a three. Caldwell Pope, he didn't hit, he didn't hit a three. They combined to be 0 of 10 from three. That's not going to cut it, guys. Um Anthony Davis isn't a great three-point shooter. He hits him when he's hot, but if you're going to be shooting it like this, you need to get in the post, man. You need to abuse Nurkic like you did sometimes and and really, really make yourself known and make yourself dominant down there. LeBron James can't carry this, man, because when he leaves the game, they look terrible. No offense. Defense is atrocious. I don't know what to say about him, but it, it's, it's it's god-awful, man. They need to do better than that. KCP played 29, point, 29 minutes, and he did not get 29 points. He got one point. Didn't play good defense. I don't know why he's out there. You should start Kyle Kuzma instead. The Blazers, on the other hand, their main man, Damian Lillard, had 34 big ones. Count them again. 34 big ones. Five assists for the man. Shot pretty good from three, almost 50%. He hit all of his free throws. Young players out there. Hit your free throws. They're free for a reason. That's how you rack up easy points. CJ McCullum would have broken back at 21 points. Would have broken back had more points than Danny Green, Caldwell Pope, and Caruso combined. That sucks. That's not good, and we don't need that. We being Laker Nation. Carmelo Anthony, man. The vet, the OG, 11 points, 10 rebounds, looking good out there, looking young, looking spry. A couple possessions out there, played LeBron, man, stopped him on defense, man, looking real smooth, moving his feet, man, skinny mellow with the defense. If this is gonna be a trend, man, the Lakers are gonna look, the Lakers are gonna look terrible, and the Blazers are gonna look amazing. The Lakers ought to be very, very scared, man. They had to be very scared, and they need to go back and watch some film and and game plan. I'm sure. They'll come back bigger and better, and LeBron will come back more focused than ever. Not saying he wasn't focused, but he'll adjust. He'll tweak some things, and he'll rise his skill level to, to combat the Blazers, I believe. But they're down 0-1, so right now the Blazers have the advantage. Um, my final thoughts of the first couple games, I mean the first couple of days of playoffs, this no fans is really, really showing that it's a, it's a difference out there, man. Some of these players are playing much better with no fans. It looks like they have no worries out there. Um, the younger players doesn't look too much affected. Well, some of the younger players look affected, but not too much because of the fans. The atmosphere isn't the same. It reminds me of an A- AAU type of setting, and that's home. That's home for these young players, man. They just got finished doing AAU. There's no traveling going on, so the fatigue factor is down. Um they, they can't really leave the bubble. They're going to restaurants doing, you know, minimal things throughout the day. But the fatigue factor is really down because the traveling and, and the party and the excess things are, are down. So there's more time to focus and there's more time to watch film. Also, the players are in close quarters. They're in some of the same hotels. So you might have just got your ass beat by a team and you see this person that dropped 57 on you, you know, eating lunch by himself. That's a weird feeling. Or you might see the ref that gave you two technicals and kicked you out of the game. That's got to be awkward. So, you know, look out for that for, for these next games to come, man. That might be, play an interesting part in what we see. So, um, like I said, this is a semi-daily podcast. And I'll see you guys in a couple of days. Peace.